Episode 152 of the Bevan James Isles Show, Finding Your Boundaries. Radio team, welcome along to episode 152 of the Bevan James. I'll show you a fortnightly podcast on behaviours that create a lifetime level of fitness so that you can get all the benefits that come alongside it. I've got to say, it's pretty cool to be here today. It's the Bevan Show. So if you are new to my show, what I do is every fortnight I release a show and one, I do an interview-based show and I try to get great thinkers, not just an exercise, mainly in behaviour, to be honest, if I'm going to be really honest, but sometimes an exercise. And then every other show, I do what I call a Bevan Show and it's where I just go deep into a subject that's been on my mind lately or that I think can add value to your life or something like that. And today I'm going to do a show around a concept called boundaries and we'll go a little bit deeper into that later on but there is something I do want to share with you um, an experience I had recently and I got asked by a lovely man called Andrew to go up to Hamilton to do uh, a kind of a workshop slash talk you know kind of like a three hour maybe three or four hour kind of talk slash workshop and now I do a lot of public speaking I don't huge, I don't do a huge amount of workshops I have I have for Liz Mills, the company I work for, but not necessarily ones that workshops that I create myself. And I do love doing workshopping because public speaking is really cool because you get a short period of time to kind of make people think. But when you do a workshop, you can do really good stuff. Like you can do group group work, you can do self-reflection, you can do um, get them to do some actual homework. So I, I like doing kind of workshops. And Andrew is a guy who's an instructor at Les Mills in Hamilton, but he also runs uh, Z, which Z in New Zealand is a petrol station um, brand. It used to be Shell, and Shell got bought out by Z, and so Z is... Um, I imagine one of the bigger ones, probably the biggest, maybe that mobile, uh, and he he manages uh, an aspect of, of Z, and he basically got me along to talk to the managers of a lot of the stores who look after Z, and uh, so I went along, and I kind of did my day, and it was really great, but there was a really interesting moment in the day, so I arrive at the, the venue that we'd been booked out to do this workshop in, and uh, Andrew had picked me up from the airport, so we kind of spent a bit of time having a bit of a yarn, and uh, he's got a pretty cool story. I love hearing people's life stories. Uh, like, I love, yeah, I just love hearing people's stories. It's, 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 you can never pick them. And Andrew's got a really great story, and so we just had, on the drive in from the airport, we had a bit of a yarn, and then we arrive, and I kind of set up, and he's kind of just doing some of his own work on the side. And then the first person, uh, the first manager of his who turned up, I can't remember her name for the life of me, it's, it's doing my head in, but um, she came up to me and I was just having a yarn to her, and it was just so awesome. This person was a, a lady who basically started working at a petrol station, and, and I might not get all the details right here, it's kind of based on what, from what I remember her telling me, but we basically started having this conversation, and she just she just starts telling me about, ultimately she just starts telling me about growth. And, I'm, and what I mean by that is that she's this person who started working at a petrol station, eventually got a management role, um, had recently in the last period of life actually finished a business degree, and she was telling me how she was the first person in her family to ever get a degree, and you know, and, and you know, the first person ever in her family to get a degree, and it was just this really awesome moment to sit and listen to somebody talk, because what you're doing when you're seeing this moment is you're seeing somebody who's gone further 
than they ever thought was possible. And that's a powerful thing to get in life. To get in life, that moment where you go further than you ever thought was possible. Like in her family, in the legacy of her family, and you know, like I come from a family, like um, there's not a lot of degrees in my family. And so like when someone in our family gets a degree, it's, it's a big thing. And we were talking about this and I was saying it's amazing how you get a degree, the legacy that's going to have on your family. Because now what you're telling the younger generation of your family is that this is something you can achieve and you can get. And this whole experience for her was... You could just see she again. She was she was experiencing something that she'd never thought was possible, and I love this conversation. And so we kind of went deeper into what she learned about herself and how it opens her up more to bigger and more exciting things in life. And um, you know, it was just so much value. And the thing I loved about it is you just see pride, like you really do when when you see somebody who's done something that they never thought was possible. You see inner pride, and as I was speaking to this lady. That's what I was saying, and I was just—I'm so attracted to that conversation. You know, like I, I could talk to somebody about that stuff for a long time because it's just such an attractive thing to see in somebody, somebody else. They go to a place they never thought was possible, and you know, they—you they, know—they just changed the trajectory of their life, and, and possibly, and likely, many of the people in her life who she interacts with. Because if she can do it, maybe I can do it, and that's what she opens them up to. So as I'm talking to her, I kind of see Andrew in the background. Andrew's the guy who got me up there to do the conference. And uh, he's, you can just see he's proud. You know, you can just see like, you know, she's being proud and I'm, I'm listening and I'm loving it. You can just see that he's in the background and he's he's loving it. And the one thing that became really clear to me, and, and through my interaction with Andrew, and the fact that he got me up there to do this, and, um, you know, my message is a message around health but it's also about high performance and uh, it's about you know a lot of the concepts we get in the show here and um, you could tell that Andrew is the kind of person who loves to help people grow Andrew is the kind of person who loves to help people grow that a lot of the reward in his life comes from him helping people develop now as I was speaking to this lady who's experienced this amazing growth in her life and is getting all the benefits I could kind of tell that a part of the reason was was the world that Andrew had created for her, or Andrew and, and the business had created for her, and that she was very fortunate. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm taking nothing away from all the effort and work that she's done to achieve the growth that she had achieved. Like, there's a lot of self-dependence and self, you know, just self-discipline and all those good things that got her to this place. But one of the fundamental things was she was very fortunate that she got into a world where there was somebody or, or a culture of wanting to help people grow. And I remember just as, as she's talking, I see Andrew there, I'm just thinking, ah, oh, really interesting. You know, she, she's done so well. And one of the things that's really helped her is that she's had someone alongside her who really believes in growth. Now, it's a powerful thing when you think about this. Isn't it? It's a powerful thing to think about this whole idea of understanding that when I'm trying to develop myself, there, there are things that are going to help me in this journey and other things are going to work against me. And one thing we all need to acknowledge is if we want to grow in any area, we need people around us. No goal can be achieved in the wisest way possible by a person who's starting from scratch. Any growth in any area needs guidance, needs mentorship, it needs 
um, education, you know, it needs all these. Now, now we also need the inner stuff as well. We, so we also need self-discipline. We also need um, res- uh, persistence. We also need the ability to problem solve and uh, and evolve. So there is, it's it's a kind of a multi-path journey. But when it comes to choosing the people, this is a really interesting thing that this experience has reminded me of. Is when we're trying to choose people who are going to help us grow in our journey, we want to choose the people who love helping people grow. Like, that was the thing I got from Andrew. He loves helping people grow. Now, it's good for his business, don't get me wrong. There's a, there's a, there's a benefit for him in doing this, but I don't get the feeling that that was the main purpose for him. I get the feeling with Andrew that ultimately he just loves helping people grow. And when you think about that, and you think about any area of your life, or again, we've got to acknowledge any area you want to grow and you've got to get people around you. But secondly, the thing you've got to also get around you in any area of your life you want to grow is you've got to choose the right people. And so my main point in this whole area here is become a legend at identifying people who have a passion for helping people grow. Because there's a difference. There really is. There's a lot of people who've got the skills to coach people. There's a lot of people who've got, um, you know, the knowledge that you need to grow in an area. But do they love helping people grow? Because the person who loves helping people grow, there's just, there's just something more that comes. There's a higher commitment. There's there's a more of a pers- persistent um, support along the way. You know, there's just so, there's just something more about it. And so what I want you to kind of think about as you as I leave this kind of this part of today's show is start to look at your world as in who are the people who love helping people grow in certain areas. Because I guarantee that if you can identify who those people are and you can get them on your team, your chances of success go up massively. Like like it's a it's a massive percentage increase. It's not just a little bit, it's a massive percentage increase if you can get that right. So a part of your job in any growth journey is to actually choose people who not can just help and guide you, but actually have a passion for helping people grow. And it's really interesting. I've in my moment in my life right now, it's one thing like I'm very fortunate, you know, you're listening to this podcast. And I imagine you listen to this podcast because in some way I help you, you know, my guests help you grow, um, but a lot of my world is people allowing me help to help them grow, and I love, you know, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm a bit like Andrew on this, I love watching people grow, um, and it's one thing I've just been thinking about in my own life more recently, is that how do I deepen that, how do I deepen my passion for helping people grow, and I suppose it's the last point I'll make here is, find your own love for helping people grow. Find your own love for helping people grow. Because there's just something powerful when you touch somebody's life and they become the person who becomes something that they didn't think was possible. Like as this lady was speaking to me, I could see Andrew in the background and as proud as she was of herself, Andrew was just as proud as her as well. And you, you kind of want to be both people, don't you? You want to be the person who grows, but you also want to be the person who helps others grow. So just some stuff to think about there.
Before I get into the main gist of today's show, I do want to give a bit of a, a bit of a shout out to my patrons of my show. If you want to become a patron of the Bevan James Isles show, just go to bevanjamesisles.com and uh, there's a link to my Patreon page and just basically every time I release a show, you donate as much or as little as you want to the show and for those people who are patrons, you're bloody legends and it does really help. I'm going to name a few. When you become a patron, you get a nickname. We've got Denise Abfab Dana, we've got Nathan the Hurricane. Actually, I think I might have done these ones last time. Mary Jane, the Magic Mariko. We've got Katrina, the Architect. We've got Kim Anderson Hagley, uh, searching further. We've got Lana, the Queen of Change Kingy. We've got Wendy, the Rockstar Schaefer. We've got Louisa Crosby, and she's the Kitchen Queen. We've got Ella Green, the Boom Boom Pow. And then we've got uh, Darren Bussain, and he's Dangerous Darren. And we've got Sarah, the Oracle Hill. These are all patrons of the show, and thank you for those people who are patrons. It really does help me do what I'm doing on the show. And uh, if you want to become patrons, just go to bevanjamesisles.com, and yeah, you'll see it's all pretty simple from there. So I'm going to get into the main gist of today's show right about now. It's really interesting when I do my, my coaching, I do my one-on-one kind of, I hate the word life coaching, but kind of life coaching, um, mentoring, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I do it for, you know, I, I kind of have about eight clients. I like to, you know, I limit it to eight people a week. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I get a, a diverse range of people with a diverse range of things they need to work through. And some uh, uh, big, big kind of personal things, some are more about just trying to get high level some are a little bit about health. I don't, I don't really focus on the fitness and health stuff with that kind of work. My, my main work around health and fitness is with my running business and uh, with my Les Mills work. But with this work, it is more getting deep into somebody to help them get to a higher place. And it's funny, at times, you know, as much as I have a diverse range of people I work with, um, at times you do get common themes coming through. And... One of the common themes I've got recently, I've just recently picked up, oh, taken on two new clients, and uh, uh, both of them had a very similar thing they needed to work on. So both of them came to me with this kind of unbalanced life. They both are successful in business, but business is pretty much all they have in life, and it's it's they're in a very dangerous place around this. And maybe let me throw this at you as you think about this right now. Do you feel that you're unbalanced in your life? Do you feel that you're unbalanced in your life? Do you feel you don't have much time for yourself? And and, and the things that are good for you. So like, you know, it might be the activities that keep you in a good place. It might be social. It might be exercise. It might be planning you know like you know often i think diet is is, if you plan your food i guarantee you'll eat better it's as simple as that um have you got enough time for your hobbies you know are are those things kind of falling out of place in your life Do do you just feel your time poor and you're not really living life for you now one of the things uh to think about is, well, what's the next step that comes alongside that so if you are somebody who's feeling unbalanced and you don't have time for yourself and yeah, your health and your movement and your social and all those things that are really important for a, for a healthy life, sleep, all those types of things, where is it taking you? Like what's the cost of that upon your life? 
like I imagine there's probably going to be weight problems. I imagine there's probably going to be uh, internal dialogue that's not healthy for you. I imagine there's probably disconnection in relationships because there's a lot of conflict uh, and you're probably not in a good place to be able to deal with the stress of that. So the way you deal with the people in your life is probably a little more stressful. Ultimately, I, I think this is the, the ultimate tagline that goes alongside this. You just don't know where you are in your life. You just don't know where you are in your life. So one of the things I get with people in this situation is, you know, when they come to me, it's one of the nice things about being in my role is when someone's come to me, they know they're pretty sure they know they need change, you know, like, um, and and before that reason, they're kind of willing to do the work. So my role is a lot easier than maybe like a, a counselor or a psychologist who's going to try to help somebody who's resistant to working with them. You know, I think it's a much more challenging situation, whereas people approach me and they want help and they're open to help and they're willing to do the work. So definitely my job's a lot easier in that way. And so what we kind of try to do is try to figure out what's happening in their life and um, what are some things we need to work on. Then we put some tools in place and they go away, they do their work and they tend to make progress. And so with my recent clients, and, and this isn't just recent clients, it is clients I've worked with a lot over the years, this kind of theme with these clients who basically have an unbalanced life part of the problem you're trying to figure out is what's creating an unbalanced life and so you you know a lot of my my work is kind of just trying to help people decipher well why is there an unbalance and the thing that's really interesting about these people is they know there's an unbalance and they know they want to change so I had a client who basically was working from six in the morning through to about nine at night uh was lacking movement they, they did in their previous life used to love kind of some kind of movement uh so you know that just was, was fallen by the wayside and so it's just you know you're kind of trying to figure out why has this happened and there's one thing that that comes through a lot with people in this situation and particularly the unbalanced person is that they're really bad with boundaries they are terrible with boundaries they have no boundaries around their life that are healthy for them. And what they've done in their life is they've created a life where because they have no boundaries, they're a slave to saying yes to everything, to the compromising of anything that's good for them. I'll say that again because it's kind of important. Because they have no boundaries in their life, they're a slave to saying yes to anything which ultimately comes at the cost of anything that's good to them. Now, one of the reasons this tends to happen, particularly with business people, with I'm sure lots of, you know, I'm sure like, you know, actually I, I, I see this a lot with a lot of the mothers I've worked with. Um, so it's not just business people, but in a lot of areas is we think we need to compromise our boundaries to be successful. So for the, a business person, a lot of times what they're going to do is they're going to say, well, I have to say yes to doing this job right now for my client, because if I don't, I may lose my client. And I've got to make a living, there's a responsibility to my family or to my, my mortgage or whatever it is. So there's this kind of justified losing of your boundaries that happens in your journey. And then what tends to happen is, over time, you accept the justification of the loss of your boundaries. Actually, I had an, I had an interesting conversation with a lady the other day who would recently divorced. And, um, and she was just telling me how, you know, her partner wasn't treating her well. But it actually, and it had been together for a while. He hadn't been treating well for a long time. And it was just that slow kind of chink. I, I often talk to my clients about how um, you just allow little chinks in your armour. You know, at first when you, you know you think, I'm going to stay, maintain these standards, and then there's a little chink in the armour and you think, oh, I'll let this one go away. 
And then you don't do anything about that little chink in the armor. And then next is another chink in the armor. And eventually the armor just breaks. And ultimately it's those little chinks over time that create a place where you wake up and you go, what's happened to my life? And in a divorce situation, it's sometimes quite clear to see. But often in the life where you wake up and you kind of go, where am I in this life? It's those constant little chinks in your boundaries that have created this. That you actually haven't done a good job of defending the life that's meant to be important to you. And so when, it, when you're starting a new business or when a new kid comes along or when whatever it is for you, something important in a hobby area of your life comes along and someone says, can you do this? And instead of saying, putting some boundaries around it, you basically say, how high can I jump? So, and then what happens, it's a little chink in that boundary. And then over time, you just keep doing this. So my question to you, and particularly if you're someone who's really identifying with this today, where are your boundaries in your life? And how good are you at maintaining your boundaries? I kind of wrote some notes down for today's... Can you hear that piece of paper? (laughs) Uh, I kind of wrote some notes down for today's podcast because I want to really dig deep into this one, this whole idea of setting boundaries. And I suppose the first thing to address is where have you let boundaries compromise your life? You know, where have you compromised boundaries in your life? And I can't really identify that with you, but I, I think um, it's a good idea. If there's an exercise that's going to come with today's podcast, is kind of I'll throw some questions at you, and you can maybe listen to this again and write them down and work through it. And so, what are the areas of your life where you've compromised boundaries? And and a good way to really think about this is identify the area of compromised boundaries. So it might be I've compromised my boundaries because of my business. And while you're doing that. Actually, at the same time, identify why you chose to compromise those boundaries at that time. Because it's it's well-intended, often. You know, like, I, I compromise my boundaries because of my kids. Well, that's a, that seems justifiable, doesn't it? You know, you want to be a good parent, so you compromise kind of the thing that's good for you. Now, is that good in the long term? Probably not, but you can kind of see why you allowed it to happen. I compromised my boundaries when I first started my business because I was so worried about making money, I said yes to everything. So you can kind of see why I did it. Um, now, unfortunately for a lot of people, it sets a trend, and that's why you end up in that really bad place. So, so first of all, identify where have you compromised your boundaries, and then identify why you compromised your boundaries in those areas. And it's just to give you a clearer idea of why you did that. Then we're going to start to think about which areas of my life do I need to start practicing boundaries in my life in? And the reason I'm going to get a little bit ahead of myself actually here now because um, I've got a really good example of a client who, so we started working together about four or five months ago, um, business band, I think running two businesses, um, very successful in business, but kind of, where am I in this? Uh, So we started working together and and I was like, mate, it's pretty obvious you're not setting any boundaries in your life. And uh, and so we kind of just set some boundaries. We kind of put a few boundaries in place. One was like he can't work after six o'clock at night. Uh, one was um, communicating to his, his workers, you know, how he's going to work and blah, blah, blah. One was kind of not what to do on the weekend. So we kind of just, I can't remember exactly all of them, but we basically kind of wrote down these boundaries. And I said to him, look, we're just going to get you to practice these boundaries. So your job is to kind of stick to these boundaries in this first period of, period of time. And that can be really hard if you haven't done this in a while. Well, we had a we had a conversation in our last session. And so we've been working together maybe four or five months. And uh, his life has changed massively. 
and it's really quite powerful. Uh, and he said to me the last time we caught up, he said, Bev, you're not going to believe it. I'm leaving work at 4.30 and we've had the biggest sales month ever in my business. So in the last month, he had made more sales and he had worked less. And what was really interesting about this experience was um, because he had put boundaries in place, so he put some boundaries in place. Now, we said 6 o'clock when we first started. Well, he had actually got it down to 4.30 by the t- you know within five months. Uh, and, and so there's a few really amazing things that came from it. First of all, suddenly he had time for things that were important to him in his life. So he was able to get back to movement. Uh, he had better energy for other areas. I don't know exactly if there was things like this, but it might have been like relationship, hobby, um, areas to grow in. You know, he wants to spend some time developing himself. So that's a real kind of exciting part of his life because now he had opportunity to develop more of him. Um, but secondly, what was really interesting was, was the boundaries around this made him work better. So it made him more efficient at work. It made him kind of work on the more important problems. So in the past, he was working a lot, but it probably wasn't the best way to work. But because he put boundaries in work, and again, he got it down to 4.30, when he was working, he was working in a much more higher and effective way. There's actually a really good example of this in New Zealand. Uh, recently, there was an article in the paper about one of, I can't remember the name of the business, but it was one of New Zealand's, it was a big business, and they decided they were going to try to do a four-day work week. And it wasn't a four-day work week where you try to fit in the hours that you do in a five-day. So let's say you do a 40-hour work week. They weren't trying to get you to do a 40-hour work week in five days. So it didn't go from doing a, you know, a five days of eight hours to doing uh, four days of 10 hours, something like that. It went basically to doing, you know, eight hours, four days a week. If that's, you know, or something like that, if you know what I mean. And uh, they found the productivity of the company went up quite a lot, quite significantly. And not just the productivity, like the customer, I mean, sorry, the employee happiness, you know, there's all those things you're going to measure just kind of went all up quite a lot through that experience. And it was a trial, and the conclusion was that it was a really good business move to do this. Now, if you if you say to most people, I'm going to give you less, work, less time to work, you think that's going to create stress, don't you? But obviously what they found is when they gave people clearer boundaries and let them know that here's the amount you've got to work. Now, they said to them, you still got to do the same amount of work. People became more efficient. And that's, that's what you find when you start to put boundaries in your life, is that there's a lot of leakage in your life when you don't have boundaries and leakage that comes at a massive cost to you. And the example I'd share with, with my client is a really great example of that. They were working, you know, eight, nine o'clock at night and now they're doing what? So from eight, they're doing basically three to four hours less work a day and they're being more successful because boundaries make you think of a problem in a different way. So if you are listening to this and you are thinking to yourself, Bev, I need to do some work on the boundaries. Or well, first of all, go back to that first question, where have I let my boundaries go and why do I let them go? And it's okay to see that it's justifiable why, but probably the next question of would it be better of my life if I had boundaries in these areas? That's probably the next question to ask. And, and I've kind of got some things down here. So first of all, where can you set some boundaries in the areas of your life, in different areas of your life? So where can you set boundaries? So I, I kind of wrote down a few areas. First of all, your world. First of all, I'm gonna, I've got kind of a list of bullet points I want to talk to you here, but I'm going to mix and mingle them here. So uh, your world. You need to become really good at setting boundaries to your world. 
And a good example I do with my clients is if you start working with me, I have this kind of policy of I'm on your team. So if you're going to work with me, I'm on your team. So that means as much as we we catch up for an hour session, you know, every couple of weeks or depending on how much often we're going to see each other, it's kind of that thing that if you're going to send me an email, I'm going to, I'm going to be there for you. Um, but I set boundaries around it. So in that first session, I always say, uh, you know, I'm on I'm on your team. I'm on your team. And I'm going to support you the whole way. When I do my emails, I only do my emails once a day. So if you're going to email me, you'll get a response within 24 hours. I don't do my emails on a Friday because it's my day off. Um, and so on a Friday, if you send me an email, you might not get a response until still Saturday. Now, what I've done there is I've let my, my, my clients know, I really care about you and I am going to be there for you. But here's how I'm going to be there for you. So I've, I've set a clear indication to my world of how I work. And I have another example from another client of mine who did this really well. Uh, she has a business and she was that kind of, you know, when the client says jump, she said how high. And it was just really stressful and it wasn't that efficient and the rest of it. And we kind of talked about boundaries. And she started teaching her clients how to work with her. And she said it's been really amazing because a lot of them in the past she felt her clients were disrespecting her, but she realized she had let her clients allow them to disrespect her because she hadn't set very clear boundaries. And since setting boundaries, and these are clients she has a legacy of working with, they've learned to work for her in a different way. So one of the things that's really important when you think about the boundaries that you need to set in your life, and you might choose different areas, is how do I need to communicate those boundaries with my world? And another example I have is, a guy I was working with, he's in a partnership in a business and he kind of feels bad leaving work early because he feels his partner might judge him. But he wants to leave work early because he's got a family and all these other things. Not leave work early, I think it's more leave work on time because I don't think, I think it was more he was overworking. And, um, and so we said, well, you need to talk to your business partner and you need to say, look, here's what I want to start working towards. I want to have boundaries around when I leave work because my family is really important to me. And so what we're doing there is we're kind of communicating to our world the boundaries we need to put in place. Now, when we put those boundaries in place, you're going to find your world will respond well. The, the example of my client who, who went to their clients and said, look, I'm changing how I'm doing things and here's how I'm going to work. And so to work with me well, I need you to kind of be aware of these things. And what happens there is there's kind of a respect that comes. Because if you tell people, here's how I work, and then you set clear boundaries, then if they don't respect those boundaries, you can kind of pull them up on it. Or if they don't respect those boundaries, you don't have to justify not jumping as high as you know they think they could jump. And this is the thing we've got to think about with our world is, what boundaries do I need to set? And then how do I teach my world to work within those boundaries? It's a really important thing to do. Another one that's really hard is your family. And I, I, when I say your family, and I'm probably speaking more to your traditional, you know, a family of kids, and that can mean anything nowadays, but, you know, like just the people in your family who take your time. And this is a difficult one because families are a team. And the only reason I say we've got to set boundaries with our families is because I think it's really healthy for families, particularly for the adults in the family, to have some time to themselves. Now, I understand if you've got, like, I've got a mate, Marky Mark, and they've got five kids. And uh, they have a, one of my best mates. They've got a busy, busy life. Um, 
you know, they're not going to have hours and hours. You know, Joe and I, we've got we've got no kids. We've got, you know, we can I can jump on my piano for an hour and a half a day, and you know, I can kind of set that boundary, and it's not going to be a problem. Marky Mark hasn't got the time to do that. But in their week, him and his wife Bex, they need to have a bit of time for themselves because it's a full-on life, and it's a really healthy way just to look after yourself in a full-on life. And so, in your family, you boundaries maybe not be the best word, but each of the adults need to allow the others some time for self and to, to kind of set some boundaries around that for each other because I don't think it's the one thing. I don't think, you know, I don't think it's, oh, I should get the time and Joe shouldn't get the time. It's, it's one of those things that we both should get a bit of it. But then we're allowed to set some boundaries around it and that there's a level we're allowed to defend. So it might be that I'm allowed to go down, you know, and play a game of football with my mates on a Thursday night or go to football practice and play a game on the weekend, you know, two times a week where I'm allowed for myself. And, you know, Joe might be able to go for a run and I'm going to look after the kids, or although we don't have kids, but <laughs> if you know what I mean. Uh, and, and it's that kind of thing of we should be allowed that time. Because one of the problems in relationships that happens is we feel guilty about the time we are meant to have for ourselves. And if we don't put boundaries around it and we don't allow that, then what happens is we can't enjoy it and we often don't do it. And that time for self is really important. So another area to think about is just that kind of your family life. And then the third area I write down, and this is a really important one, boundaries around yourself. Boundaries around yourself. What boundaries do you need to pull around yourself that are going to help you be more successful as a person? This can be represented in the tools that you use, uh, you know, like your sleeping tools, uh, it can be your planning tools, it can be, you know, the behaviours that you do to keep yourself in a good place. It can be the standards you try to maintain, you know, it can be the level that you aim for and the things that you do. It can be uh, how you interact with other people. You know, like I have this boundary of I don't gossip about other people. You're not going to hear me gossiping about other people. And if you do, you know I'm kind of letting myself down. I just I just don't. And my affirmations that I read in the morning is, um, what do I have? I, um, if I don't have something good to say, don't say anything at all. You know, now I'm human. I have, I have some people who frustrate me. And, and uh, you know, I, I could say bad things about these people, but I, I choose not to. That's a boundary I have within myself. It's a standard that I maintain. Um, and that's something we want to think about, is we want to think about what are those boundaries that we want to maintain within ourselves? Because when we maintain those boundaries within ourselves, we hold ourselves to a higher standard. And there's a big benefit to that. You know, whereas if I start to gossip about people and start to talk about people in negative ways and, um, you know, that kind of, I find a really ugly personality trait, to be honest. I really struggle when someone's kind of just bagging on someone to me. Um, and I try to kind of navigate my way out of it. And because I don't want to be rude, but I just, it's, I, I just don't find it very appealing. Um, and, and often I think it's just a reflection of the person, um, which, you know, maybe it's me being judgy. Um, but, uh, you know, I just think that if I, st- like, if you, if I started gossiping and started, uh, being quite critical of other people, I'm losing myself a little bit there. So that's a loss of one of my boundaries. And so when we think about the self, it's kind of those 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 behaviours and those standards that we want to maintain. Because if we go back to that kind of the unbalanced life and where am I in this, well, if I was starting to gossip and be critical of other people outwardly, I would probably be... Um, 
wouldn't be, be I'd be feel like I'm losing myself. So that's where this boundary comes in place. So so now I've just checked three years. I've seen kind of your world. I've seen kind of your family, and I've seen kind of yourself. Um, maybe you, there's obviously more. And maybe there's some areas that you need to kind of determine, areas that you need to think about boundaries in your life. Now, just to kind of touch on a couple of areas that are important to add on top of this, um, I'll start small. So with this here, uh, so often with my clients what I'll do is we won't try to turn their world upside down overnight. We're just going to choose an area. So it might be, you know, like with the client who's kind of now leaving work at 4.30 and the business is booming. Um, it was. It wasn't. You know, get down to four thirty. They they came back to me a while later and said, "Oh my god, I'm now leaving at four thirty and I'm biking home and I'm loving it." Um, no, we kind of just said, "Well, let's set it at six o'clock instead of maybe what it was eight or something like that." So start small, because we we don't want it to seem too overwhelming. Because if you think that I've got to say yes to everything to be successful in my business, and I say to you, "Okay, we'll leave work at four thirty there's a high chance it's just it's too much of a battle to work against. Whereas if we can say, okay, six o'clock and how do you do that? And then once you, you know, like, you know, because for a lot of business owners, what they do is they, they might leave work at six, but then they get home and spend all night on the phone thinking about work. And it was the goal with this person was, okay, once you finish work, that's work done for the day. Now your energy goes elsewhere. So start small with the boundaries you're going to practice. Secondly, and I've kind of already touched on this, but use great communication. You've really got to communicate well because it's unfair on your world if you don't communicate well. Because if you've kind of taught your world to treat you a certain way and then suddenly you start changing, it can come across in a way that can be difficult. Whereas if you change your, your way and you just tell your world, hey, look, you know, I've found this. Here's what I'm working towards. Um, so just so you know, here's how things are going to happen moving forward. They're going, you're giving them a chance. Now, if they still disrespect it, well, then, you know, you've got to make some decisions. But what you find is most people respond well, and that's what most of my clients find as well. So your job in this is to make sure you communicate really clearly around those people the boundaries are going to affect, how they're going to affect them, and what they need to know about how to work with you better moving forward. Um, This is a really important one, is you need to have enough of an experience to understand the benefits of the new world. You need to have enough of an experience to understand the benefits of the new world. So a client I've just started working with recently, uh, great client to work with, to be honest, because sometimes when you work with clients, part of the job, you, you introduce a tool and part of the job is keeping them on the tool. And then sometimes you work with clients and you give them a tool and they just jump on board with the tool and it's kind of more just helping them evolve and giving them more tools. And and this latest client is, is the kind of the second example of it. And so we've kind of set some boundaries in place. And you know, in, in our latest session, I just kind of threw it him, okay, because he's done really well off the boundaries. And I just, I threw it him and I said, oh, okay, so, so why is this good for you? And he came back with said, like, you know, like, I couldn't have scripted a better answer, you know, like, he just came back with, like, carbon copy, you know, any, you know, all the best words I could have heard come out of his mouth, I heard in this moment, and, and it was really important that we had this conversation, because I needed him to see, oh, wow, this is really great stuff, and so when you set the boundaries, and you put them in place, and you do them for a while, you're, a really important part is to see that, oh, okay, okay, my life is better if I do this, now, when you get four or five steps down the path where it's like my client who's now, the business is booming, he's leaving work at 4.30, well, that's kind of obvious, you're there then, so it's easier to say, well, why would I not do this? But in the first period, just seeing and experiencing your wins is really, really important because it builds momentum and it encourages you to stay on that path. 
Then, and then just keep trying to add boundaries to a level that works for you. You know, and that's something you've got to work on. But the final step, and this is a really important one, is that once you've got good at setting boundaries in your life, it's your job to become a master of defending them. You've got to become a legend at defending your boundaries. And I want to share an example of this. Recently, I went and did a talk for a business group. Uh, it was like a business meeting. And I did my Healthy High Performer talk. It's kind of my new favorite talk. And um, I've got lots of talks, but my new one, my new Healthy High Performer, I did a podcast on it, you know what I'm talking about. And uh, my Healthy High Performer talk, and there was a guy in it who was just a really great example of a Healthy High Performer. So there was this young guy who was, I can't remember how much he was, but I think it was like 20 kg overweight. And in the last... Um, Six months of his life, I can't remember, but these numbers aren't exactly right, but you'll get the gist. Uh, last six months of his life, he had suddenly lost 20 kgs. And the reason was, ultimately, as he discussed with the group, was because he'd put boundaries in place. And he'd put, in the time he put boundaries in place, he put health and fitness back into his life. So, you know, he was 20 kgs over a week because he'd quite said yes to everything in business. And, uh, and then... Then started saying no, put some boundaries in place. And with that time that he gained, got back into movement, started being aware of what he was eating, and he lost 20 kg. And it was a really awesome thing. And I'd done this healthy high performer talk, and it was, it was a small group. So with a small group, you can be a bit more intimate. So I kind of just said at the end of the session, you know, what's one thing you take away from today's talk? And he said, he goes, it was a, seeing your talk today was the perfectest thing to see right now because I'm about to head away down south to do a job for like six months that it's going to be full on like he was basically doing a building job I don't know what exactly it was but it's going to be full on and I was thinking to myself recently I'm just going to have to let my health stuff go for a little while while I do this and then I'll get back to when I come back from my six months work now see what he was doing in that moment he wasn't defending his boundaries so ultimately, he was saying to himself, I'm going to go back to what I was before I put all this work in, I've done all this effort, and we're in a much healthier place overall. And he said, the real value of your talk today reminded me that you know, my job when I go away is to maintain and fight for my boundaries so I can keep my health and fitness in place. And that's the last step in the process, is that once you become good at putting boundaries in your life, if we go back to my shield of armor, your job is to not let a chink kind of just sit there your job is to you know, to you know get that chink out of the armor to, to put the shield up and defend a chink from even coming into the armor your job is to you know never let your boundaries be compromised because the moment you start compromising boundaries you're taking a step back and if you continuously do that you're going to end up back at that place where you don't know where you are in your life so to wrap things up when we think about boundaries a lot of the reasons people are lost in their life is because they have no ownership of their life because they've set no boundaries. If you know this is the case, I imagine you probably feel, where am I in my life? And it's your job to re re realign your life. And it's worth understanding why you made those choices that made you lose your boundaries. But, but now it's time to start putting boundaries back in. Look at the different areas you need to set some boundaries. Find some small level boundaries that you can put into your life right now and practice putting them in place. And as you see the benefits, be encouraged by that and then try to put more boundaries in place. And then once you've found a life where you've got the right level of boundaries, where you know you can have a successful career, but you can also have other areas of your life that are really important to you, then you want to become a master defender of those boundaries. Because instead of pulling away from who you are, when you're in that place, you're going deeper into who you are. And when you do that, 
you'll be a much higher version of yourself. Hopefully you got something out of that. I, um, it's just really, really fascinating how important this is. I've actually got a couple of quick things I want to talk about. Um, I, I, I may have talked about this in my last podcast. I may not have because it was um, an interview podcast. Uh, I just read a quote the other day which I found really powerful. Um, it was in a business book. It was, it was quite a good business book actually. But it was, the, the quote was something like, um, the, the, the definition of hell on earth is if you were to meet the version of your... If, Mm, I'm not going to go. I'm going. I'm. I'm not quoting this word for word. Obviously, it was something like the definition of hell on earth is if when you know you're not living your life well, and if you were to meet the version of yourself that you could have been in your life. And I said, "Wow, that's kind of powerful, isn't it? You know, if you know you're not living life well, and you could meet the version of yourself that your life could have been, it's um an interesting one to contemplate, isn't it?" Second thing I just want to kind of quickly talk about before I finally wrap up the show is um, I, had a, I had a really sad, sad week last week. Um, one of my best friends, Mark, who I actually talked about in the show today, Marky Mark, um, his father passed away. Uh, Alan Haycock was his name. Alan Haycock was a man who lived life well. And actually, it's funny, I, I was very privileged to be able to read a piece at the funeral. I wrote a piece about Alan four or five years ago for my local paper and it was based around um, meeting someone who's content with their life and uh, I, I basically the, the, the concept of the piece that I wrote was I, I went around to Marky Mark's family's kind of a function one night and uh, got to sp- just spend some time with Mark's dad and it was just you know he was an older man he was well, he passed away last week in his early 70s uh, you know and you know we think about what we admire and other people, and you know, in this moment, I sat down for Alan for maybe 20 30 minutes, and I was just so attracted to how he chose to live his life. Um, and, and the things I talked about in this piece was he, he, he did the things he enjoyed to do with his life, like he loved movement, he was always an active man, he loved nature, he was always active with nature, he loved music. The night I went around to Marky Mark's house that night, where I wrote about, I walk in the room and he's playing the guitar with his granddaughters, like. You know, he was just, he just did the things he enjoyed doing in his life. Um, second thing that I wrote about in this piece was this idea of um, he, he surrounded his power, his life with the people who he loved and that were important to him. And, and he, he was significant in their lives. Like, oh my God, if you, if, if you ever want to have an amazing funeral, you want to have a funeral like his. It was, it was very emotional. Um, but you could just see a love. And one of the most beautiful parts of the funeral was all the grandchildren, and he taught all the, pretty much all the grandchildren guitar. So all the grandchildren got, and pl- got up and played guitar and sang one of his favourite songs. And you just think, oh, I'm getting goosebumps thinking of it. Um, you just think of what a legacy. You know, what a legacy to let your grandchildren know they're loved and to give them these skills that are going to be really important in their life. Um you know, he just he just spent time with the people in life he loved and he encouraged them in the right way, you know, growth and, you know, some really, just really healthy things. And then the third thing that, that I was very privileged to get from Alan was he was happy with his lot. You know, he was just happy with his lot. Um, he'd lived in the same house for 40 years, 
It was a, it was a lovely home. It was it was it wasn't a millionaire mansion. It was you know your suburban home that they'd put a lot of love into, and they had a garden they loved, and he had a boat. And he loved being out in the water. He was happy with his lot, and it was just you know like we need people like this in our lives. We need people like this in our lives to remind us of of what's really important. Like to me, if you live a life where you're doing the things you like, or you're surrounding yourself with the people you love and you care about, and and you're a good person in their lives. And when you're happy with your lot, that's that's a that's a pretty good thing to aim for in life. And Alan's funeral was, you know, geez, I, I, I hope my funeral's like this. Like I hope my funeral is just a lot of people who I've connected with, touched, loved, um, you know, sharing that I was a good person in their life. So so thank you, Mister Haycock, for um, reminding myself and and you know you. Jesus, the amount of people at this funeral, those in your world, um, of just what it's like to be a good life. I'm going to leave on that note. If you want to be a patron, go to Bevan James Isles. If you, if you want to email me, bevanjames at gmail.com. Spread the word about the show. And just thanks for listening. I, I really appreciate the support you give to my show. And it's, and it's always nice when I meet people out there and they say, oh, hey, I listen to the show. It's really cool. So keep being you. That's how I kind of end the show. Keep being you. Thanks for your time.